Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Welcome back to Freedom Challenge Online Podcast and I'm Ruth Willett, the Prayer Coordinator of the Freedom Challenge and again I will be your host today. If you're a new listener and are wondering what we are about here at the Freedom Challenge, the Freedom Challenge is a movement of passionate women who participate in physical challenges testing their limits while raising funds and awareness to set women and children around the world on the pathway to freedom. And we aim to do good, do more, and do it together in our fight for freedom. And today I'm joined by Miranda Sprague. Miranda is a colleague, a planner extraordinaire, but most of all, she's a compassionate and beautiful friend. And we're continuing to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of the Freedom Challenge this year. And not only do we have the anniversary return hike to Kilimanjaro, the 2020 delayed then delayed again, and again, Israel Challenge. But we also have taken on five regional challenges. And this superwoman joining me today has been involved in making all of this happen. And I can assure you, it's no easy task. So welcome, Miranda. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the Freedom Challenge? Thank you, Ruth. It's an honour to be here. And um I've been with the Freedom Challenge for over five years now. My first uh, hike was Wyoming in 2016 when I got to uh, experience not only the hike itself, but honoring Kathy Anderson, our founder, in her life. And since then, I've always loved the mission and the community that the Freedom Challenge has to offer. And about a year after that, when Tracy Doherty became the new director of the Freedom Challenge, her and I had actually worked together on church staff before, and she invited me in to help coordinate the challenges for the Freedom Challenge. And now been able to plan over, I think, 10 different freedom and regional challenge and mission trip events, and it's truly a blessing Thank you, Miranda, for um, joining me today. It's a real pleasure to have you, uh, and it's a pleasure to work with you. This is the last of five regional challenges, the, the Pacific Northwest, and we started the first podcast off with a call to remember and to be thankful. And as I was asking the question, what does it take to live present to this remembering and this thanksgiving? My mind actually went to two things. The first is that I've been on a journey of learning to understand joy and the truth that it's a vital part of living in and reflecting the kingdom of heaven. And in this journey, there was the realisation that sorrow is actually not the opposite of joy. Um, It's not an either or. And Chelsea from the Logos Wilderness Therapy and I, we were chatting a while back and we agreed that in fact, often present in our circumstances are both the reality that joy and sorrow are held in tension 
and that joy is actually often the harder one to find in the moment. And I think what I believe is that in this remembrance, in this space of remembering and this thanksgiving, it helps root us in the space and truth of joy. And it makes it possible to hold the tension that it's a both and, the joy and sorrow. Miranda, do you have any thoughts about this? That's so good, Ruth. And yeah, this makes me think a lot about Matthew 6, when Jesus says to seek first the kingdom of God and all will be added. After expressing how the Father cares for all of our needs and our concerns and our sorrows, And the word seek means to try to attain some state, condition, or location. And Jesus knows the struggle of feeling as if we only exist in the present reality of this physical realm filled with all of its physical injustices, anxieties, and oppressions. But he beckons us to constantly fight that thought that we only ever exist there because the truth is, is we live in the kingdom to come even right now. We live in the here, not yet. Present in the body, absent in the spirit, our spirit exists with, dwells with, and communes constantly with the Most High and truly belongs in His reality that is never-ending and unhindered justice, plentiful righteousness, and joy. So how we seek, how we strive to attain such a place is by remembering and living in thanks so that our spirit can be reminded of its true reality. Mm, This is so good, Miranda. Let's just pause the podcast right here and find a moment of joy, an area where you can say thank you. Welcome back. So I said earlier, my mind went to two things when I was asking this question. The second was the last time I was in Washington with the Freedom Challenge. It was the fall of 2018, I think, and a beautiful young woman, Krista, led us through a guided prayer. And as I was chatting with Abba, I felt him show me that he was working for freedom. My mind went straight to the big things, you know, the freedom needed in the world, the freedom desperately needed in human trafficking, the broken places and spaces that that kind of felt really big and too much for me to which God whispered no that's not what I'm working on for your freedom I'm working for you to be free free to be delighted in and adored this will be your freedom and all the other also important things they'll be a bonus I have to say I didn't fully understand this and I'm not sure that I completely do but what I do see here and experience time and time again with God is the personal, intimate and detailed way that he works for us and walks with us personally. If you listened to the Colorado Prayer Podcast, you'll have heard a personal testimony of this truth from Patsy. It matters to God so much that he sent his son for our freedom and abundant life. And again and again and again, I see God choose to make it about the one so that it can actually become about another. It makes me think of Jesus' answer in Matthew 22 when the Pharisees were trying to test Jesus and they asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul 
and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So ladies, listeners, as we seek to do justly and make this world a better place, my question is this. Are we letting God open and heal our hearts so that we can live and love wholeheartedly? Are we loving ourselves so that we can love our neighbour? And a challenge here, if you're unsure about how to answer this, then think about this. When you make a mistake, how do you treat yourself? When I read the Bible, I see space for us to know God and be known by him. And in this place of knowing, we allow ourselves to become more like him. We also allow love to cover over a multitude of sins and we accept the perfection of the love and sacrifice of Jesus while we are still walking towards that. Miranda, do you want to add anything here, a personal testimony, ways that you've seen Jesus go after the one? Yeah, I just think how important it is to spend time to truly live and embrace the gospel for ourselves before we even try to bring it to others in word and action. We can only love because he first loved us. And we can only love like him if we first have truly received this love for ourselves. And in this verse, when it says, love your neighbor as yourself, we are doing as much as a disservice to our neighbor when we can't love ourselves. How important it is to embrace that truth of the reality for us. And so I think of so many testimonies from women in the projects we support that can testify to this. A woman whose heart has become radically entrapped by the love of her savior can and will do more in her community than any multimillionaire humanitarian organization out there. I think of Farron, which many of you have been able to hike alongside her. She's one of the ladies from Africa who in her darkest moments found Jesus and his love for her. He healed her and filled her with his love so much so that she was determined to give her life for others and be the advocate she wished she had. She now is one of the lead developers in the OM Africa projects and trains and equips women in his love and in a trade. And it is literally saving lives from injustices and bringing them into the father's love, all because a woman knew the love her Jesus had for her. So good. Let's pause the podcast and thank God for the farins of the world and the workers on the fields who have allowed themselves to be God's one and are now helping the many. Thank you, God, for the relentless and all-consuming way that you have worked, are working, and will work for freedom. We know that when Jesus came, we get to declare with John that light came into the world and the darkness has not overcome it. I love when we get to see this practically in the lives of people like Farron. It strengthens our faith and our cry when it is time to bring our own prayer of thanks and yet our cry for the not yet. So let's do this right now. Let's pause the podcast and thank God that he's bringing freedom 
but more freedom is needed. Bring this prayer to a personal need in your life as well as the greater issue of modern day slavery and human trafficking. Welcome back. We're on here sharing today because a group of you are taking on the Pacific Northwest Challenge hiking around Mount Rainier. First of all, thank you. Thank you for your yes to taking on this challenge. Thank you for raising funds and raising awareness and saying it's enough. This mountain of human trafficking needs to move and freedom needs to reign here. Pause the podcast again and pray for human trafficking to end in Washington State, in the US and in the world. Ask God to show you how he is working to end it in your state and how you can be praying. I imagine he'll answer it differently to each one of you in some form or another. Thank you for praying. As I was reading the email regarding the gear list that you would need, it said, the weather on Mount Rainier is unpredictable. It could be very cold or it could be warm or it could be both. So packing for both is recommended. I kind of laughed to myself at that one and unpredictable kind of stood out like this neon light. It's a little like life, right? I mean, did anyone expect to walk through the season that we've just walked through and in many ways are still walking through? So how do we thrive? In life, how do we live well? I think that's what remembering and thanksgiving offer us. It's the preparing well, the being prepared, the rooting and grounding in love that we have the eyes to see the dimensions of the love of God, that we have the eyes to see the things to give thanks for, the things that are happening that we can celebrate. So amazing that we begin to realize that, wow, this God, there's nothing he can't do. He's working for us and for our good. It also helps us to see that it's the work of God that roots and grounds us in love. It's not our work. It was the work of the Trinity that got us to this rooting and grounding. Because our good enough isn't good enough, but his is. So allow your thanks to rise up from this. All we need to do is receive what is already ours through Jesus in us the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, and the fact that we're named by the Father. This is our rooting and grounding, and with eyes open and hearts healed enough to believe this, our thanks arises, and we can begin to see the more dimensions of this great love, the height, the breadth, the length, the depth, and believe that he actually is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. So pause the podcast And remember again, a way that he is working, has worked, has told you he will work for your good. Now think of this God and how he loves his kids, how you've just taken a moment to remember how he loves you personally. How do you think he feels about his children's freedoms being taken? about this being a 150 billion industry a year with 40 million enslaved around the world. How do you think he wants us to feel about this? Let's not rush past this. Let's just walk with this for a moment. 
you know, Washington is a state that has done things well. And I want to take a moment to celebrate that you were the first state in 2003 to pass a law criminalising human trafficking and have the most stringent laws in the country. Washington State's human trafficking laws were ranked highest of all 50 states and received a perfect scoring in 2013 from the Polaris Project. And in your history, justice was also thriving. Did you know that after the end of World War II and at the beginning of the civil rights movement, your state's growing blacker African-American population's wages were 53% above the national average? Maybe not good enough, but enough to say yes. We're moving in the right direction and you were a part of spearheading it. So I want to celebrate you and your state. I also want to call you up to do more. Ladies, churches, what can you do to continue your rich legacy? What can you do to see the one? And how can you be a part of seeing this mountain of human trafficking crumbling into the sea? Miranda, what closing thoughts do you have for us? I think I just want to thank you ladies for engaging in this ministry that goes beyond just writing a check and moving on with your life, but took time, took resources, took planning, and took training to be here. And we just want to thank you for letting your heart be burdened for that of Jesus's, for letting true and undefiled religion of taking care of the oppressed and the orphans and the window, the widows. And so we just thank you. And I pray that as you take every step on this difficult trail up to the base camp of Mount Rainier, that you feel his presence and you feel him moving in every step you take. And as you endure your own struggling through the altitude, through the incline, through the terrain of this trail, that we would just have a little understanding and empathy of those who are struggling currently and asking Jesus to move and be with them and bring them to victory, just as we are asking with every step we take to make it to the top of that mountain. And so we are thankful for you. We celebrate with you, your accomplishments in raising funds and getting to this challenge and doing the hike. And we are excited to continue to engage with you in this ministry, in this cause, and see not only others receive freedom, but see you continue to walk out freedom yourself. Mm, that's good. Could you just pray over the ladies and the listeners? Jesus, we thank you for what you have done for this being the last regional challenge of 2022 and looking back and looking at Georgia and California and Florida and Colorado and now Pacific Northwest and just say thank you Lord for the thousands upon thousands of funds that have been raised that we expect and believe you will prosper beyond even that amount that 
your kingdom has no end, that you own a thousand cattle on the hill and that you will extend these funds to do more than we can ever think or imagine. And so we trust in expectant faith right now that as this money gets granted out, we will see your justice come not only internationally, but regionally as we faithfully have took ground in these different regions across the country. And so I pray for the, the ladies on this hike, that you would meet them on this mountain, that they would feel your gratitude for what they have done, that they would be overwhelmed in gratitude for what you have done and will do. And we pray protection, we pray safety, and we pray for blessing as they do good and do more and do it together. Amen. Thank you, Miranda. Just thank you for joining me. And I also want to do a shout out to Mac, who is in the background and you don't often hear, who spends all this time making this work for us. Um, So listeners, ladies, Miranda, Michaela, thank you for joining me. Thank you for glancing on the darkness, but gazing on the one who was and is and always will be the answer to all we will ever need, including this awful darkness. But we know darkness does not get to overcome. So I'm going to be leaving this podcast to worship to worthy by Elevation Worship. I'm also going to listen and find joy in What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong because I want to remember that beauty helps restore joy and darkness doesn't get to win. So thank you for believing that your steps matter, your prayers carry weight and your God is fighting. Until next time, do good by helping enslaved women and children. Do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. And until next time, fight for joy and wholeness as much as you do for justice and freedom. And in this place of worship, may we just see this world change in ways we could never even begin to imagine. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.